Carl Ruddy, welcome to Drinks with MJ. Hello, MJ. Hello, cheers. Nice one for having me on the show. Pleasure to be here. You're nice welcome. Here. What are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, Bushmills Irish whiskey with a bit of lemonade in it. Beautiful. Just a little bit there. Beautiful. Carl, what year? How old was you when you got diagnosed with... Di I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go straight into go it. Go for it. You've go seen for it, yeah. the show, baby. Yeah, of course, yeah. So what age was you when you got diagnosed with dyspraxia? So... Um, I was around eight years old when I was diagnosed with dyspraxia. So I have Asperger's syndrome, so it all sort of ties together on the neurodiversity yeah. spectrum, really. But uh, yeah, I was around that age when my mum and dad sort of noticed, you know, um, my coordination difficulties and things like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, emotionally, you know, it was a little bit different to all the other kids in the school. And what and did they like notice with you? Um, they just noticed that, like, you know, my kids, you know, other kids at the school were a bit more active a bit more uh coordinated shall we say and all that kind of thing so you know just little telltale signs but then yeah. um my mum was advising me by the school maybe you know looking to get a diagnosis it might help you know with yeah. future support and all that kind of thing but yeah i'm, I'm not ashamed of it it's, it's a part of who i am do you know what I mean? cheers to that cheers to that do you know what's magic in that as well we both got diagnosed at such a young age yeah. i was five Oh, really? when yeah. i got diagnosed yeah. with dyspraxia well like, to be honest i was even younger because i couldn't crawl yeah. I couldn't, my mum put me on like the, my little mat with my dad and she had the camera out yeah, and yeah. everything and I, 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 would, I didn't move, I'd just look at them like this and so that was like a bit of a concern but it wasn't like the ultimate concern, it was when yeah. I started getting a little bit older and there was like certain tasks that I, I was struggling to do, she got in, she, there, she got pulled actually by the school psychologist Oh, really? And they, yeah. yeah, and they said, like, we think Em, we're going to like put Em forward for dyspraxia and at the time, this, you were eight yeah. You know, people like dyspraxia, like my mum, yeah, you know, she didn't yeah. even know what it was. She was like, what? How was that for you growing up with that? Yeah, I think it's, the thing is though, and, and it, it's, it's great to see in the last few years especially, people are more, um, there's less stigma around these kind of things now, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially like... But what about growing up in the 90s? Growing up in, well, growing yeah. up in, in, in like, yeah, late 90s, early yeah. 2000s, um, it was difficult because there wasn't that much information out yeah. there, you know, in comparison to now. You look on the internet and there's all sorts of health pages and yeah. you know support networks and all that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I'd definitely say like I'd grown up with Asperger's and dyspraxia and, and things like that. It has been a struggle at times, you know, it hasn't. Not, not every day has been like, you know, easy for me. But I found... Some How do you feel growing up with dyspraxia and Asperger's has affected your childhood? Um, I'd definitely say, you know, it, it did provide a challenge, you know, yeah. during my childhood and, you know... Um, well, throughout my life, really, you know, even now, I'm 26, but, you know, it still presents challenges to my yeah, daily life. totally. But you can't let these find you to find you, do you know what I mean? I've I, I found something with music, like, my music is my therapy. Yeah. It helps me through, you know, it helps me, you know, overcome these things in my life. And, yeah. and I, the kind of thing that I'm trying to get across is I want to try and help people, you know, I want, want people to, you know, see me, you know, being open about having Asperger's and, you know, dyspraxia. Uh, you know, th th they, they can have a go too, you know, they can join they the band. They can do it. They can do something creative, you know, something like that. It's not a barrier. It's like just because, you know, just because you're a little bit different and things are a little bit different, it, it doesn't mean that you can't do things, you know. Absolutely. You know cheers mean? to that, love. I know, cheers to on the show. Like, being diagnosed at five years of age, I was thinking, oh, am I not meant to live my dream or am I not meant to yeah. do what I want to do in life? But actually, it's part of my armour, my dyspraxia. It yeah, makes yeah, me yeah. MJ, yeah. it makes me who I am. De definitely. It, it's part of your identity, isn't it? Because I think people sometimes think, you know, there is, people do, like, you know, there is there is a little bit of stigma sometimes and oh, people completely. think, like, you know, oh, they're different. Yeah. But until you get to know someone and, and know, know what, you know, 
walk in their shoes for a few miles and, and, you, and you see what they've done through them and you know what they've experienced and then you can you know you can sort of comment then but like yeah people just judge sometimes don't they but how was your school days and did you go to college yeah yeah how yeah. was your school years and going to college like with with the battle with mental health and dis- a disability um i was really i actually i was actually really lucky to go to a school in west Cherby that you know supported people with um you know, uh, Asperger's and autism and things like that, and you know, coordination difficulties. Yeah. Uh, West Derby School. So, yeah, I, I, some people I know, I'm not gonna obviously go into it on, on camera, but people sometimes are like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want other people, I don't want to let other people know, you know, I've been on you know, this school kind of thing, but it made me who I am. Amazing. I'm very I proud of, of the support and the nurture and the love that I had, you know, from, from a young age. And even into my adulthood, you know, it's it's been it's been wonderful. That's fantastic. You know. What about today? I know you're like busy and yeah. you went to Nashville to write an album. Yeah. How was that? Like that was an that, that was an incredible experience. So that was four years ago now. Um How did that come about? So I went to a networking event in, in London. Well sp- well is here's the long story, I mean yeah, but we're having a chat. We are. Should we cheese again? I don't think we cheese Cheers, cheers. Cheers, viewers. So I was supposed to go out on a little tour of, of California um, in February 2017, and there's a big fundraising campaign. Yeah. Um, uh, people who are watching, I'm very grateful for all the support as well, thank you. Um, and people, you know, donated to that, and then yeah. I couldn't go because I was ill. I've got a really bad immune system, um, right. so I had a few health issues going on, so I couldn't go. That but must have been tough. It was hard, mentally that that was really hard to be told, you know, I can't go out and, and you know fulfil my dream kind of thing. Yeah. But then. How did you feel in that moment then, being told that? Oh, it was, you know, it was, it was awful really because yeah. I, I was so excited and so motivated by the prospect yeah. of going to America and, you know, do, doing all this kind of stuff. And then to have it sort of pulled away from me was, was, was hard to take in. But then I put an update on, on, on the uh, fundraising page and I went to a networking event in London and I met a, a guy called Alan McKendry Palmer, who's a songwriter and producer from, from Nashville in America. So um, I ended up coordinating a trip with him in September. Amazing. So I went out to America and, and um, went out to Nashville and wrote some songs and played some shows out there. And How it was, was that? It was just, it was incredible. Honestly, it made me the artist I am today. The things I learned over that, in that trip and, and the experience I had there, it just, yeah, it just sort of solidified who I am as a person, as an, as an artist. It was just such a, you know, it was groundbreaking for me to be able to play, you know, in, in America and right How was your America. response in America to your music? They loved it. They yes. literally, they it, literally. I remember playing my first show and I was so nervous before, like, going on stage. Yeah. And um, I, this, this, this guy who, who was, was sitting next to me, he was like, "The love you, man. Like, just say, just say you from the full and, and, and they love it." <laughs> so uh, yeah, that, 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 that was, that was cool. But it was just such a great experience, and you know, I'm really grateful for all, all the support I've had for, for, for people. You know, uh, donating to their page all those years ago and get me out there and support me ever since you know it really does mean a lot to me oh that's amazing so when did your musical chapter start a singer a songwriter how yeah. did that come about for you so i've always had a love for music you know i've always been interested in music since well since i was a child really yeah. since i was a little kid it's my grandparents who, who inspired my love of music really um i'm half irish um i'm, I'm my dad's amazing. side so i grew up with a lot of a love for irish music and you know yeah their heyday, you know, they were, they were sort of my age in the late 50s, early 60s. So they were listening to Elvis and Buddy Holly and uh, the Everly Brothers and Johnny Cash and people like that. And, you know, growing up as a young ch- young kid, I was like listening to all their records, you know, you know, 
get ready for Sunday dinner, you know, we, we'd be listening to Elvis, you know, we'd and, singing and, along. Yeah, we singing along, that and, you know, sort of bond, bonding with that, really. So was that created, do you think, your artistry today? Yeah, d- definitely, but I mean, going on from that, um, my granddad, um, when he, when he, when I, when I was 15, he, um, he got diagnosed with cancer, so he knew he wouldn't be there for my birthday, but he bought me my first guitar, um, and, you know, he said, you know, I can see, I can see the passion that you have for music. Like, try it out, see how you get on with the guitar. And um, within a year after his death, I used that as a coping mechanism, really. So, you know, it was a hard time, but I got through that by, yeah. you know, playing music and writing yeah. songs. I played my first show when I was 16, so a year on from wow. when, when he passed away. And, yeah, I'm always proud of that connection I've had to my granddad and my family, yeah. you know. What a story as well, like, you're go- so when yeah. you go out there to, a sh- to every show you do, yeah. or every time you sing, I bet you're just thinking in your mind, like, this is for you, Yeah. this is for you, Nan and Grandad. Well, and I, d- I definitely believe in a spiritual sense, I definitely believe he's, he's watching that, well, yeah, my nan's passed away since, um, sadly, but she, um, I definitely believe that they're both, you know, smiling down and, oh, they'd be so proud, you know, yeah. support, support me and, and cheer me on, you know, that kind of thing. I want to know what's next for you, what are you going to, what's next for Cal Ruddy? So what's next? So um, I released my debut album last year. So the, song, the songs I wrote, I wrote in Nashville, I recorded over a two-year period in Liverpool. Amazing. Um, I had to get them right. I mean, I'm a perfectionist like that. I have to, you know, attention to detail is my thing. <laughs> but I released my album last year. That's had great, you know, international support. Amazing. Um, but yeah, next year I'm looking to release some new music and um, and finally I can get out and play shows again, which is fantastic because I thrive, you know, on on singing live and playing yeah. live. So I'm and just you've been with your lovely out, lady, Gwen. Oh, she's, How yeah. long have you guys been together? Two years now. She's very Two supportive. Years? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. How did you meet? Online. Lovely. Very, very modern, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> very honest. Very, very, <laughs> very honest, honest very as well. And how, how are you guys? We're wonderful, yeah. And, you know, like we obviously come from different backgrounds and things like that, but we come together and you know we support each other, and I think that's what makes a great partnership. You know, that that's what makes us. Yeah. I thrive and work, you know. So, are you ex- amazing? Are you excited now to like get back out there and play gigs again and like if just feel that like buzz of like being out there with the audience and people? It definitely is a buzz, I think, for me. As much as I, I love like songwriting is a, is a great passion of mine and, and everything else that you know that I uh, I do in my career, but there's something special about looking out into the audience and yeah. seeing people having a good time. I love to make people happy, that, that that's what I'm doing this for. and you know, it, it's it's a real thrill, and, and to have that taken away, with you know with all the you know the things going on with the pandemic and yeah. everything like that. Carl, can you play us a little something to now? Oh, okay then. Yeah, can let's, you? let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is this song you're gonna play? Let's check him in tune. <laughs> What's the song? So this song is a song from my debut album, Ellis in Place. Oh, lovely. Um. This is a song about uh, my battles with anxiety and depression and uh, probably coming to terms with who I am really, you know, so. Love it already. This one's called Buying Time. I've been running in circles, chasing my tail, it's true I've been lost. And I've been found it's those days when you can leave your bed You can't leave your mind You're trapped in your own head
valley. Oh, thank you so much, MJ. Thank you. That, and you know you. what? You really, really got into that. Like, I felt like I was at a Callum Woody concert. My well, definitely. I've got a man drinks with MJ, but Callum Woody. <laughs> Didn't you tell already now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, oh, <laughs> well, I love what happened there. Well done. That was fantastic. Lyrics, you, lyrics thank you were so absolutely much. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Really, really, really touching the special. Cal, darling, honey, thank you so much for having drinks with MJ. It's been a pleasure, MJ. Thank, thank you, you very lovely. Much. Nice Cheers, darling, and to nice the future. Fun. To the future. Cal Woody on drinks with MJ. Cheers, everyone. Thank you very much. Cheers, love. Down it, Messi. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just get a little, little behind the scenes photo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>